Hello everyone and welcome back to Inside the Newsroom. My name is Reynaldo Leanos Jr. I'm the news director at KTSW 89.9 and today I'm here with Kelsey Bradshaw, the news editor at the University Star. Nicole Barrios, the assistant news editor at the University Star. And I'm Tara Pulmer, the assistant news director at KTSW 89.9. And this week we're going to switch things up a little bit. We're going to begin with our quotes of the week and they both come from Veterans Day. Um, So for our quote of the week, it's from Principal Secretary Diane Tegel from Travis Elementary, and she kind of talks about why it's important, or why it was important, to have a Veterans Day event for elementary students. She says, Sometimes they don't understand why their parents are gone, but seeing all of this and hearing this from every teacher that they go see throughout the the entire day of their school year and hear how proud they are of their parents really makes a difference. And the reason why that really stood out to me was because it kind of just, it's, it's nice to hear that um, what they're doing at these elementaries. And she kind of talked about how the kids like paraded around the, the, the hallways at their school and they, they wore um, hats that they made that said USA and like all these other just very patriotic things and how the veterans that were there were able to witness this and they were just very appreciative. So it was, it was good to hear, I guess, that side and like how children respond to these kind of events. And I know I volunteer at Travis for one of my classes, and the hallways are just covered in, like, red, white, and blue. And that was so cool to see. And the kids were coming back from um, one of their other classes, and they, like, pointed to the flag, and they started, like, chanting, USA, USA. (laughs) And so, I mean, that was, like, just adorable because these are little third graders, like, showing their American pride, I guess. And so I think it's really neat that they can instill that in them at such an early age. Mm -hmm. And then our quote of the week comes from Colonel Ronald W. Burkett II, and he was talking about American soldiers and what they represent. And he said, The tradition, the values, the freedom, and hope are sewn into the fabric of today's men and women who serve throughout our armed armed services history. American soldiers represent hope. And he was the keynote speaker at uh, the university's Veterans Day ceremony on Tuesday, and that was just something that he said and... That was just one of the many events that were going on in the community for Veterans Day when he said that. Mm -hmm. Yes, and on Saturday we had the San Marcos Veterans Day parade, and that was really cool. Congressman Lloyd Doggett came. He was riding in a truck. Lots of veterans were there, and it just seemed really festive. The Farmer's Market and Art Squared and the Hayes County Museum were all open at the same time, so it was just a really festive, celebratory time for the square here in San Marcos. Yeah, and even on Veterans Day at the uh, university's event in the quad, it was just great to see a lot of students taking part in it, even though there was cold and chilly weather. Um, our, all of our, most of our administrators were there. President Trouth was there, and she spoke as well. And um, they passed out red poppies in, in remembrance of Veterans Day, as well as um, uh, ribbons. And throughout the day, you could just see students walking around with the poppies and the ribbons on their backpack. And it was just great to see all the involvement in the day. And, you know, on Tuesday, it was uncharacteristically cold here, but... John Wilcox, the reporter who covered the Veterans Day ceremony in the quad, said that still, even though it was cold, there was more than 100 students in San Marcos citizens who were huddling together to like hear the keynote speaker and listen to uh, President Trouth talk about Veterans Day and like how Texas State is involved with veterans, because I know there's a ton of programs on campus here, some of those being like the Veterans Alliance at Texas State, the University's Veterans Advisory Council, and Veteran Affairs make us a great university for veterans. 
Yes, and at the ceremony, Cheyenne Stoker, president of the Veterans Alliance of Texas State, presented the 2014 Above and Beyond Award to Milton Nielsen, Associate Vice President of Instructional Technologies, for his support to student veterans on campus. So um, a lot of people were being recognized, and it was just great to take time out to support our veterans. And I think personally, a lot of us took time out, um, I guess kind of on our own, to remember how our families have been impacted by veterans and stuff. And I know, Nicole, you have a really cool story about that. Yeah, um, I'm a military brat. Uh, (laughs) We didn't actually move around anywhere, but um, I was born and raised on an Air Force base in San Antonio. And um, my mother served in the United States Air Force um, for many years, and she actually went to uh, Desert Storm. And um, a lot of my uncles and aunts were also a part of the Air Force and um, the Army, and my grandparents met in the Air Force. So Veterans Day has a special meaning to our family, for sure. We just try to take the time out to, to thank all my family members for serving and, um, and the, you know, what the Air Force has done for me in, in terms of education and, and uh, you know, just support for our family. And then as someone who's not directly, you know, I don't have anyone in my family. I'm not a military brat. Um, no one in my family has ever served. But I think we forget, like, you know, we take a lot of things for granted and we forget like who's actually going out and fighting for us so that we can have our freedom and so that we can live in the United States. And last week we were talking about voter apathy because it was election night last week. And um, a lot of people don't vote and that's what a lot of people are out fighting for. And so I just couldn't imagine why you wouldn't vote when someone's putting their life on the line so that we can do that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not, I guess there's not a lot of people directly in my family who have served. Like my parent, my my dad's um, uncles have served. So I don't really hear like a lot of stories about that, but I'm curious, Nicole, um, do your parents like talk about their experiences over there, or wh- oh, what yeah. is what is that conversation <laughs> like? Like having people who have served, like yeah, there? my mom um, talks about her experience in Desert Storm all the time, and um, how she she was a chaplain's assistant and she worked in uh, Chapel One on Randolph Air Force Base, and she has a bunch of stories um, about her time over there, and and it's just it's great to see that history, and you know, like we think of our parents like. Oh, they're just our mom and they're just our dad. But um, it's cool to see her time before I was born and, and her time and her service in the military. And, you know, a lot of programs on campus, like the ones I was mentioning earlier, help veterans come back, go to school and transition from going from combat to the classroom. Mm-hmm. And I know that's really important because back in back home in Dallas, um, I worked at an ice skating rink and the security guard there, his name's Eddie, and he just retired and he fought in Vietnam. And he was kind of like the grandfather of the ice skating rink. We we're all friends with him. I love Eddie. And uh, he fought in Vietnam, and I didn't know this about him. And there was one time where I'd, like, come into work, and I was just messing with him. Like, we were all in high school, and we were just playing around. Um, and I went and poked him on the shoulder behind him, and he whipped around really, really fast. And he had his hand up, and he was like, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, oh, goodness, like, you don't know this about me. And told me his whole story about how he served and what he had experienced. And it, he had severe PTSD, and he had some issues whenever he came back. So that's why it's so important that we have programs on campus to help people out when they come back and want to get their education again. Mm-hmm. And we were just ranked 14th in the country for being one of the most veteran-friendly schools in the nation. Um, out of 86 universities, we were ranked number 14 for all of our programs and you know all of the programs that we have while maintaining a 55% graduation rate gave us a place of prominence in a list from the Military Times. Yes, I think all the the programs we have here help the veterans transition, and they make that a seamless transition, hopefully, and they help them relax on campus. And so another issue that um, 
we had our reporters look into this week was renovations of Alcac Library. Um, so th after the uh, feasibility study was completed in May on our library, there may be major changes and a facelift bringing new infrastructure and technology to the library. Um, the project is currently in its fundraising process, and a start date has not been determined yet, but um, all the levels on the library except for the first and third levels may be renovated, and after the infrastructure is renovated, they're going to look at renovating the technology and try to bring us up to speed on all the new um, innovations. And for those, of the, for those of you who don't know what a feasibility test is, it's yeah. literally just <laughs> to see if it's going to be feasible for us to renovate the library because it is so huge. I didn't know this, but apparently every floor of the library is the length of one football field. So it's huge. That's so much space, and there's like over a million books, and somehow we're running out of space. Exactly. So that's crazy to me. And the library has already moved twice, correct? I mean, it used to be in Flowers. Mm -hmm. It used to be in JCK, and then JCK started like sinking because yes. of the yeah. books. <laughs> And so now that we're running out of space again for books, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, they there's because there's over one million documents in books in the library. And so what they're planning to do is put a book repository over on Hunter Road for collections that people, you know, they're not as frequently asked for. And so that way, if you want it, they'll go and pick it up for you. I'm pretty sure that's how mm -hmm. it's going to work. Um, you know, the details haven't really been ironed out yet. But the other thing they're trying to do, too, that will end up taking up some space that they want to use um, for technology and for like common study area spaces because you know students have been requesting more of those and they're just trying to keep up with the times like we're in the age of the <laughs> iPhone and stuff like that. Yeah and I know um, us pushing for a more research-based library will help in the university's goal to become a tier one research institution and that's one of the criteria that have to be met and so overall I think it'll really benefit students. Definitely. And you know there's also been rumors that the library is adding an eighth floor that has not been confirmed yet. <laughs> um, that's going to be really interesting to see if they do end up doing that, doing that, how they're going to do it. Because, you know, we're all trying to study for finals and midterms and quizzes and stuff. So yeah. it's so interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that would be so crazy. And then coming up next week, we have a couple of fun headlines for you guys. As usual, I think all of our headlines are fun. But uh, we're working on a story about how the emergency blue lights on campus, apparently last year 50% of them were broken, and now only two are broken. And so we're going to be looking in to see how much did it cost to fix and replace them, and how many people are actually using them? Like, how many button presses per week are they getting? Have y'all ever used an emergency blue I light? Never I've luckily. never had to, thank yeah. goodness, yeah. 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 I don't think I know anybody either that's ever used that. Yeah. And but apparently some of the emergency lights, too, they're trying to make them more handicap accessible, so... And then um, a story that we're going to be working on is going to be just some general coverage about Awards Fest. And just because, I mean, a lot of people go to this, this festival just a couple minutes um, away from San Marcos. And then we're also just curious to see as to, like, what are locals' like reactions to having Awards Fest, like, every single year. So we're going get, to get that perspective. Because, you know, a ton of people will even drive in from Houston to come to Awards Fest. Yeah. And we don't think of it like that because it's 15 miles down the road. So mm -hmm. Yeah, take hours to drive from Houston yeah. and Dallas. It's a tourist and, attraction. Yeah, San Antonio, yeah. Definitely. We're also going to be working on a story about the endangered species at Purgatory Creek with the new acquisition of almost 90 acres for that um, natural space. Um, will the golden-cheeked warbler have more space? Will it be better off? Um, usually they close down some of the trails for their like nesting season, and so would these trails also be closed off with that section? 
We don't know, but we'll find out. Yeah, and another thing coming up is the uh, delay of the Loop 82 overpass construction. Um, we found out recently that the, the overpass over Aquarina Springs Drive will be delayed. It was supposed to begin um, in January, and construction will now be pushed back to May. So we're going to see why this delay is occurring, um, how will it impact events that have already been scheduled around the construction, and if there will be any like financial impact from the delay. So we're all looking forward to those headlines next week. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for joining us this week on Inside the Newsroom. Be sure to look for us every Friday on iTunes, SoundCloud, the University Stars website, and KTSW's blog. Leave any questions or comments on the Stars website or KTSW's blog, or tweet at us using the hashtag NewsroomTXST. Don't forget to pick up the University Star and listen to KTSW every week. 